Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Friday the 17th of January. Coming up, man arrested on suspicion of murdering woman. Somebody I work with uh, gave me a call and said that the police were around here, that something had happened in the area. It's shocking. More than half of senior doctor jobs left unfilled. Overall, it's something we've got to tackle if we're going to actually meet the demand we have for healthcare in, in Kent, Surrey and Sussex. And we hear from the Gillingham boss ahead of this weekend's game. I can't see how highly I regard and respect oxygenated players and staff. We certainly don't fear them. We never fear West Ham, so why should we fear Oxford? Kent Online News. A man's been arrested on suspicion of murdering a woman in Gillingham. Police and paramedics were called to a property on Richmond Road just before five yesterday evening and a 39-year-old woman was pronounced dead at the scene. Rebecca's been speaking to people who live and work nearby. Somebody I work with uh, gave me a call and said that the police were around here, that something had happened in the area, that um, he wasn't sure about what happened. Now we know that there's a woman, a 39-year-old woman, died at her house last night. What's your reaction to that kind of news? Because that's quite a, you know, a big thing to, to happen to where you, you work and things like that. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's shocking. And are you surprised um, that something like this has happened in this area? What's your kind of reaction to, to that? I mean, S- something that extreme. Uh, well, I do because of the sort of job I do, but yeah, there, um, that, there have been things that have happened in the area around drugs and crime and, and, and things, and it's it's getting more and more, but it's, it's because of cuts and things, a lot of it, to be honest. Not just to the police, but to the services that actually help prevent these sort of things, including, like, um, you know, benefits, jobs, everything. People's lives are getting more difficult, and, yeah, it, it sometimes leads, unfortunately, to tragic things like this happening. It's pretty scary because we just had an incident two days back, and then just got to hear that, that this happened as well. It's a bit scary. And so does it make you more wary of sort of like if you were to like go out late on your own at night or anything like that? Does it make you scared for your own safety? Definitely because I've been traveling so like the now I'm scared to like come back after like um, past sundown. So I'm a bit scared about that like can't be out when it's all dark because it, it is very scary and dark as well. And do you think this part of Medway is a bit dangerous? Do you, what's your sort of view on it? I feel like I've heard a lot of news um, about incidents here, so it's a bit scary, this part, for sure. Detectives are keen to speak to anyone with information. Kent Online reports. A court heard the serious head injuries suffered by a German student in an alleged gang attack in Canterbury were caused by broken bricks in a bag. Daniel Ezzedine was on a graduation break in the city when it's said to have happened in June last year. Ten teenagers who are aged between 14 and 18 have pleaded not guilty to causing GBH with intent and violent disorder. They've been bailed to appear at Crown Court next month. It's emerged a backpacker from Maidstone died in Australia after the driver of her tour car took her eyes off the road to change gear and lost control of the vehicle. 22-year-old Jade Fox had been travelling as part of a group off the coast of Queensland when the 4x4 flipped onto its side in October 2014. The assistant coroner at her inquest has apologised to her family that the process has taken more than five years to come to a close. 
It's been revealed more than half of senior doctor jobs in Kent are currently unfilled. The Royal College of Physicians say the situation is the same in nearby Surrey and Sussex, and they've written to MPs to highlight the shortage. They say pressure needs to be put on the government to address an NHS workforce crisis. Dr Julian Spinks is a GP in Strood. He's been chatting to Keelan on KMTV. It's incredibly worrying. The fact that half of the posts that are vacant they can't fill uh, means we're losing out on having senior doctors because these are consultants, the most experienced doctors, the ones who actually supervise and train the more um, uh, junior doctors. On top of that, some of the senior trainees we're not managing to fill. Uh, it means there's big gaps in rotors. So those doctors um, are having to fill in and do extra work, often unpaid. Um, it means that patients are waiting longer because you can't run as many clinics as you'd hope. So overall, it's something we've got to tackle if we're going to actually meet the demand we have for healthcare in, in Kent, Surrey and Sussex. And how do you think you can tackle it? I think we've got to make the posts more attractive. Uh, one of the problems you have is a vicious circle by which actually if a post is unattractive and people aren't coming to it, people look when they're, they're, it's advertised and go, well, why hasn't anybody else come? Um, if the work, the work is much busier than in other areas, again, people will say, well, I can get the same money for working elsewhere. And one thing that's very difficult to tackle is because uh, things like living costs are much higher in the southeast of England, people say, well, actually, in real terms, I'm worse off. So we need to look at that. It may mean paying slightly more. It may be looking at um, bringing in ways to reduce workload um, but it's something that definitely needs to be tackled. How can you make it more attractive? Is it, is it the, the simple things, more money, less hours or, or, or how else do you think can we attract more people to want to become senior doctors? Well one of the things ironically is the, is the medical school that's coming up. Um, whilst it's going to be a long time before the, the medical students make it through to be senior doctors, actually senior doctors can have posts uh, as trainers and that makes it attractive. They can also do research for the medical school as well so that's one thing. And just looking at uh, giving them a, a variety of, of uh, uh, work to do and uh, encouraging them to develop new interests also can be something that can bring people into the area. And also you've spoken before about not only get, getting people into the industry but we're talking here about senior doctors. Why do you think that people aren't going into those bigger positions because presumably we're going to see people who are at the lower level. Why aren't they perhaps making that, that step up? I think medicine has become so hard that we lose more people as junior doctors. We're seeing more and more not actually moving forward. They're going into other careers. And so, again, it's something we have to tackle right across. Um, but I think I'm optimistic that ultimately we can fix it, but it does need investment from the government. It needs more training of junior doctors, uh, more medical school places, and really everybody working together to try and get people into Kent, Surrey and Sussex. Better facilities, is that a, one way that it can be done? Well, definitely, if you're working in a hospital that's falling apart, it's not a very attractive place to work. People want to be in a nice, shiny new hospital, but also it's what's around you, the support staff and everything. The whole package really needs to look, be looked at. Meantime, official figures show the number of patients being admitted to hospitals in Kent has risen by more than 27,000 in five years. Experts say the surge in demand is partly due to the increasing number of people living with complex long-term conditions and more staff are needed to cope. You can find out how much the numbers have gone up by in your area at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online News. The family of a teenager who died in a drink-drive crash near Canterbury say they'll never forgive the woman responsible. 18-year-old Casey Hood was killed in Women's World in September 2018 and her mum took a fatal drug overdose just two days later. Earlier this week, an inquest heard 27-year-old Lucy Ledbeater, who also died 
was over the legal alcohol limit, uninsured and driving dangerously. A cat's been left with breathing difficulties after being discovered on the side of a road near Ashford with gunshot wounds. Bruce was found dumped just before Christmas and is now being looked after by Happy Endings Rescue in Painter's Forstall. The charity is trying to raise £500 for an operation to improve his breathing and treat the injuries. A cash machine has been ripped from a shop wall during a ram raid near Maidstone. Police have placed a cordon around the co-op in Buckingham Drive in Harrietsham, with forensics examining the ATM, which was left lying outside the store. It's not known yet if any money was taken. We're getting the chance to have our say on new plans for a £160 million regeneration of Gravesend Town Centre. Developers want to build more homes, restaurants, a hotel and cinema as part of the Heritage Quarter Scheme. The project was first suggested 15 years ago. Councillor Brian Sanger is from Gravesend Borough Council. We have got to learn from the lessons of other failures. One of the uh, real reasons behind a lot of failures, town centre projects in particular, is deliverability. What we don't need is more bricks and mortar project where we give planning permission, but actually that never gets delivered for the benefits of local people. And this is not a project that's been suddenly you know, taken off the shelf. We've been working, as I say, on town centre regeneration plan for 15 years. People working at local businesses have been telling us if they think it's a good idea. Without a doubt, yeah. It will get more people down here, for sure. Especially going walking down to the pier. I mean, it's a, it's a lovely area anyway. If they, they want to bring things down to make it more of a, a high street with a bit of oomph, then they need to do more to bring people down here. And if you're removing the parking, then... I mean, partly the reason I picked that shop is because the end of the road's cover. So if all the parking disappears from behind me, I will look to relocate. Consultation events are being held at the St George's Shopping Centre next week. Kent Online reports. An investigation's underway to try and work out what caused a house fire in Maidstone, which has left a dog dead. Crews were called to the A229 Lewes Road yesterday afternoon and had to rescue a boy from the roof of his home. Neighbours say the property's been completely gutted. A GoFundMe page has been set up to help the family. Two men have been arrested after police officers were allegedly bitten and spat at at a Kent railway station. There were two separate incidents at Ashford International last night. At Kent Online, you can see CCTV footage of the moment a robber stole money from a shop near Dover after threatening staff with a crowbar. Darren McAdam targeted the store in Athorn twice in November and was caught after officers found a bag in a hedge with a mask he'd been wearing. The 49-year-old from Adelaide Road in the village has been jailed for six years. Plans are underway for an event in West Kent to help promote the benefits of physical activity for people living with and recovering from cancer. 5K Your Way is going to be taking place at Dunallan Park as part of the Park Run movement. It's something that already happens in Mauling, Gillingham, Deal and Warmer on the final Saturday of the month. Consultant oncologist Dr Rema Jotamai has been telling Keelan more on KMTV. So um, 5K Your Way is a national initiative. It was set up by Lucy Gossage, who is an amazing woman. She is a clinical oncologist, she's a consultant oncologist, and she also um, is 12 times Ironman champion, or should I say Iron Woman champion. Um, and she and Gemma Hilliamosis, who is the um, founder of the MOVE charity, they set up this initiative to, uh, in 2018. And it is really aimed at asking people who have either 
had treatment in the past or are currently undergoing treatment for any sort of cancer or um, their families or the um, staff looking after patients uh, on treatment with cancer to join us. So um, the, the, we have patient ambassadors and the 5K OA is run on the last Saturday of every month and it is done as part of the park run. But don't be put off by the word park run. People obviously don't have to run and they don't have to walk even the full five kilometers if they don't feel up to or um, don't want to. They can come along, run, run or walk or jog part of the way or all uh, the whole of the five kilometers. And then at the end we meet up, have a coffee. So it's a coffee morning with a difference for patients and staff, but it's really to encourage um, people to, to start or return to physical exercise. And what you mentioned about the importance of physical exercise there, is that really the main aim by this or what other aims do you have? Yeah, so it's also um, for people to meet uh, other, so it's like a support group with a difference. So it's for people to meet other people, but the main aim is to increase physical exercise. So um, we have good research now showing that um, exercise not only improves people's uh, tolerance to treatment, their fatigue levels are improved, their physical and mental well-being is improved. But there are even some studies saying that for some types of cancer, it even reduces the risk of cancer coming back. Or if you've never had cancer before, it reduces your risk of getting um, a new cancer. So it's physical and mental well-being and, and other health benefits. And just very quickly, talk us about some of the importance of getting those benefits and being active just in general. So um, the thing is, I get a lot of patients, when they get a diagnosis of cancer, they say, oh, it's been a wake-up call, it's made me look at my life. Um, you know, uh, what can I do differently? What can I um, uh, do to reduce my risks for the future? But what I'd like to say is perhaps to people out there, don't wait for a wake-up call. Just, just start exercising now if you can, and don't think of exercise as something you do at the gym or in a formal way. You know, if you're sitting at home watching this on your phone or your computer, just get up, do a brisk walk up and down the room with your arms pumping, put some music on, dance around the room. It all counts as exercise. So anything that gets your body moving, anything that gets your heart rate up, it doesn't have to be any particular type of exercise. Um, and just start doing that now. And if you can, just keep going at least three or four times a week. Half an hour, three times a week is the minimum we would normally recommend and it's not easy to do it's not easy to find time 5k your way will be happening next saturday kent online news medway councils come under fire for not paying a month for costs she incurred in a row about whether her daughter should have been given free school transport she wasn't provided with it as her second choice secondary school was 0.001 miles closer to home the ombudsman stepped in but the council have so far failed to implement the recommendations they say they will now do so. The Woodland Trust have started a campaign to expand a wildlife haven near Maidstone. They want to raise £400,000 to buy a new section of land at the Hucking Estate. The ancient woodland and grassland is home to dozens of rare species. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham welcome Oxford United to Priestfield this weekend, looking to continue their unbeaten run. The Jills have gone seven games undefeated in the league and haven't lost at home since early November. They're currently 14th in League One and five points off the playoff places. Boss Steve Evans has been chatting to Ish ahead of tomorrow's game. Looking at Oxford United, you said already they've been the most outstanding team for you. Um, what is it that makes them so impressive? Why are they such a tough opposition? I think it's simple. Uh, three, three recipe. 
uh, our three-part recipe, good manager, outstanding budget, and the signing outstanding players. I think, you know, one or two of the recent additions we spoke about before the window opened, we couldn't get near it, Oxford signed them. So credit for credit to the owners. But, you know, um, they've also got a manager who's targeting, for me, the right type of players. And they were already an excellent side with excellent players. They've added some real quality in the first week of the of the window opening. I personally don't think they'll be finished. They'll be in the top one or two. They'll get promoted this year. How much are you relishing that challenge? Well, you always want to beat the teams that you think are going to be getting promoted or when they do get promoted. You want to see the statistic that you're one of the teams that, that took points or points off them. And um, we get nowhere near them at, at the Kassam. Absolutely nowhere near them. And uh, we need to be a lot sharper, a lot brighter, a lot smarter in our performance on Saturday. Or we've got the same again. I know you won't be reading too much into the table at this stage, but you could be just three points behind them if you do. Could that be a state of intent that you certainly are, your side is going to be fighting? Well, listen, I, I said it last week, to be three points behind Peterborough and a chance to go level with them, which we didn't take in the end, was remarkable when you look at pound for pound. It'll be, it'll be even more remarkable, possibly, if you look at the, the budgets that's available to the opposition for us to go three behind them. We, I wouldn't say fixtures, you could, every fixture's tough in this league, but it's unwinnable fixtures. We've been through a real tough run of games. When you're having to, to go to the likes of Portman Road and you have to go to the likes of London Road and you're playing the likes of Sunderland and Doncaster and all these teams, it's, it's real tough. Um, but here's, and here's, for me, the toughest of all as far as League One goes. Ish has also been hearing from Gillingham midfielder Stuart O'Keefe, who's feeling positive. It's still early days, but like I say, we've shown what we're worth going to Peterborough, Ipswich, um, even Portsmouth at home. You know, there's some big big oppositions, big big clubs at this level, um, and we've more than held our own, probably should have come away with a lot more points than we have. So it shows just how far we've come and what we're capable of as a group. Um, like I say, there's still a lot of work to be done. We know Saturday's going to be very tough. Um, but we like to think that we can uh, beat anyone at home here. We've shown that even against the Premier League side, we was well in the game up to an hour, uh, 74 minutes, whatever it was when they scored. Um, so yeah, we are looking forward to it. But we need to uh, we need to continue the hard work and, and improve as well. You know, it's not we haven't done enough yet. You know, we're not in the playoffs. We're not we're not uh, in the top two. So we we really want to kick on now. So uh, it's it's time to just keep improving. And what does it feel like to be out in that position? Obviously, I know you said you're not reading too much into the table at the moment, but within five points of the playoffs. How exciting is it to be out there in that position? I think it gives yourselves a chance, you know. I think you get into the Christmas period, you get through that okay, which we've done. Again, would have liked to pick up more points, but we got through that unbeaten um, against some good, good, tough oppositions. So we've given ourselves a chance and a platform, especially with how resilient we are um, at the moment, to, to go on. And it's there. If we, if, we, if we do improve and we score more goals and, and maybe turn them, them draws into wins, then there's no reason why we can't uh, get out of this sort of block a group of players and move up into the playoffs. And you know, you've been playing regularly against teams that are obviously fighting for promotion. Has that almost forced you guys to, to find that next gear, up, you know, move up the level if you're going to maintain this run that you're on at the moment? Yeah, as we say, you know, the, the manager says before the games, if we're going to do anything this year, you know, these are the teams that we have to be getting something from. Um, otherwise, we'll probably fall just short. Um, Ipswich was, was, a, was a very positive performance. Again, we probably could have won, but um, we turned that into a good point by be uh, good point by beating Rochdale, you know, and it's similar to that Saturday. We, we make the Peterborough point a good one by, by winning at home on Saturday, and it starts, it starts from that, really, and that's how you start to build and push up the table. That's it for today, but for more news at any time, you can head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.